Yo, I still can't believe that you produced that hip hop track in the beginning. Super proud of you, bro. Why, bro? I have I have skills, nunchuck skills, music production skills. I just, <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine you in front of the MPC 3000, just <laughs> chopping it up. It was pre. Okay, so yeah, like the tracks that I've created, bro. Those are decades. You know, like decades old. I'm 42. I was doing that shit when I was in my early 20s. This song we put out when I was 18, 19, bro. You yeah. know, yeah. It's been once I had kids, it, it changed everything. Like when I had children, it was very hard to dedicate any sort of quality time to what I'm really passionate about. You know, it's like fucking making music. You know, making music has always been production, production shit. And when was the last time you performed that song? No, no, mom is bro. Fuck. <laughs> Maybe really? I'm not, yeah, like on my acoustic guitar at home in the bathroom with the lights off, just singing and nobody's <laughs> around. You know, it's very, it's very for me. It's very like personal. You know, I'm, okay. I'm, a, I'm a weenie when it comes to music. I feel it, bro. Okay. I really enjoy music, all, all types of music, whatever it is. Because I know whoever made that song, whoever made that beat, whoever created that track, they put a lot of things into it. Mm -hmm. Like with the same with me, you know, like you hear it. It's like, oh, fuck, it's a silly little 15 minute, 15 second drop. But it was like, fuck, it took me forever to create something like that, put my work and everything into it. And then yeah. be like, ah. I'm proud enough to like put it at the beginning of a, of, of, of a podcast, right. you know, of an intro. So for me, the music is everything. I'm coming back into it. Slowly and steady, like building the studio in here, buying shit, buying accordions, updating like my instruments. Just, mm -hmm. I want my kids to, to learn that aspect about me a little bit more. Okay. Okay. Shut up, bro. And would it be tough to get the band back together though? Or what? Oh, the band's back together, bro. Oh, yeah. We're going to fuck around a little bit now that we're older. You know, there's, yeah. a, little, there, there's a little interest now. People are like, oh shit, yeah, you're going to do it. Like, well, we're not, bro. And awesome. my kids are older. You know, ladies and gentlemen, sorry, a little pulling back the curtain, Estilo Tu Sabes Want. We're here. With longtime returning guest, El Vato Compita, school board trustee numero cinco. That's right. Cesar Fernandez. Hey, hey. Bro, welcome hey, back, bro. You've honestly, you've been here a lot. You've been here a lot. I think this is my third time as the guest, uh -huh. but maybe like two or three. Yeah, like, man. You, you, like special co-hosts. You, you, you come on a lot and I, I, for a reason. I love your voice. I love your knowledge. I like your insight. I love... I, I, I look up to you. You know, I've called you my mentor. I, I stand by my words. I stand by my words. We've been kind of flirting with the idea of bringing you back in here since you, um, you know, were recently elected to step into a vacant seat held in the Chula Vista Educational School District. CVESD? Yes, sir. The school board. Yes. What is it? What's the acronym for CV? I know. I know four of the uh, of the five letters. Chula Vista Elementary School. Elementary. District. That's educational. See. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Like, and so it wasn't actually an election. Uh, mm. So a board member had stepped down, and so there was a vacancy. And at that point, the board has a choice: we either run an election or we do an appointment process, like an interview process, mm -hmm. right? And so with only like a year and some change left on this term, they didn't want to spend the money for an election, which I totally understand because those are super expensive. And so they chose to go through like this whole application and interview process, an appointment. And you got it. And I got it. Let's rewind the track a little bit. Okay. What makes you qualified for this? Tell us a little about Cesar Fernandez, a man. We've told this story before in the past, but just, you know, let's, let's, we got a lot of new listeners, bro. Yeah. Our, you know, this little podcast that we created down here, it's, it's, it's gruesome legs, man. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's getting a little bit of momentum. So let's, let's educate some of the folks about who Cesar, Mr. Cesar Fernandez is. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what qualifies me 
uh, immediately is my extensive history in educational spaces. I mean, I've been a custodian. I've been an IA three times over. And then I've been an, a teacher in the classroom for 22, 23 years. And nice. so automatically, I just know how schools run. I know what good teaching looks like and feels like to kids. You check and a lot of boxes. I check a lot of boxes in the educational sphere. You're left-handed you're, you're, you're Mexican. I'm you know, ambidextrous. <laughs> I, can, I can dribble with the right and the left when it comes to, to schools. Um, uh, the biggest piece, though, is, is that I'm a parent, bro. Mm. I'm an actual parent, and I love this community. Uh, I am a transplant. I'm not originally from Chula Vista, but I just love it here. And I know you know that because you see me around yes, town sir. all the time yes, when sir. we talk. Anywho's, but I'm a parent. This uh, ain't for me, bro. I, got I know a, you. I got a 15-year-old who already went through CVESD. And I got a fourth grader that's there now. So I'm invested as a parent and as a family man. Was that a big proponent for you to jump and throw your hat into the ring, uh, complete the application and go through the process, having a, a fourth grader in the system? Absolutely. My cool. son cool. enjoys going to school where he's at. My older son who went through enjoys going to school where he was in CVESD. And I want all the kids around here to have that same kind of experience. And so for me to be a parent... And a family man, that that was the biggest proponent for me jumping into this. I mean, I had to ask my wife before I did well, it. You know duh, what I'm saying? Bro, yeah, you know? of course. It's a we, big we, commitment we, we, here. You know, we value our lives, bro. We don't want to just, <laughs> you know, throw caution to the wind. But what's wrong with you? I can't come home and be like, yo, I'm about to be a Guess school board what? trustee. I'm going to add like five <laughs> meetings a month on oh, my schedule. Yeah, Very time consuming. Yes. How many uh, schools are the, under the umbrella of the Chula Vista Elementary School? 46, and we're going on 47. There's that many? And we're already, <laughs> and we're already talking about 48. Now, right, good. Now, understand that, that elementary schools are smaller than middle and high schools, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. so there are actually about 30,000 students. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, like I said, 46 schools going on 47, and we just talked about the 48. You guys rank them internally? Like, you know, like, oh, man, this is the best one, or oh, this is the one that needs, you know... No, no, no. I, I don't think there's necessarily like a ranking like that. I'm okay. going to tell you what school my kids go to. And you give me a wink if it's good. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, Kellogg. Kellogg. Go ahead. Damn, you didn't blink, dog. Fuck. All right. We'll try that. <laughs> I didn't wink. I blinked both eyes. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Shit, I don't know. <laughs> you know what? And that's and that's what I've taken great interest. You know, my wife, uh, you know, she's flirted with the idea of being involved in PTA and doing this. Things that never really interest me. Duh, until you have children, until yeah. you have children in this system, until you have children to go to the district and you're like, okay, you right. know what, what really goes on now more than ever, we've had time off after post pandemic and the kids are coming back in. Yep. I like the practices. I like the, uh, the, the policies and the process of how everything is implicated and, and, uh, implemented, but alone and, and what entails going, having kids in our school, what, what are they learning? What, 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 what is the diagram? What is the blueprint? You know, I have three kids that are going to be in the district at the same time. Yeah, I'm gonna have a fifth year, a fifth grader. I'm gonna have a third grader. I'm gonna kindergartner, bro. Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna have my hands full. I'm deciding where they're gonna go to school after elementary school. You know, are we staying in this district? Are we moving back to the east side? Like, I, I need to figure these things out. Mm -hmm. And that's why I like to tap into you and a, a, a gaggle of other dudes that I know and ladies that are in this education uh, career line. And I'm very privileged and, and 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 I'm very excited that I have you guys to tap and be like, yo, man. Tell me a little bit about this. Hey, you know what? My son has questions about this teacher. What, what do I need to know? You yeah, know? Yeah. So you are now, you have been, but you are now free to talk about being, <laughs> being, being, 
being in this new role, bro. Well, being we, in the school board. That's right. I can, and, and we can, let's get to that in like two minutes. I'm, I'm here for I you. I want to circle back and I want to say, if your wife or any other parent really wants to get involved at their school, they should. Yeah. Because there are decisions that are being made that parents should be involved with. PTA is an awesome, awesome organization that, that does a lot of good for the school in general. There's also school site council, which helps decide how monies are spent at the actual site level. Big that, decisions. That, that's important, right? And if you, your wife, any other parent may have aspirations of leading at another level in the district, school site council and PTA are a great place to start. Not, not interested. We leave that shit to the professionals, bro. I just want to know what's going on with my but, kids. But school site council has to have parents on. That's I don't doubt thing. it. That's just thing. not these parents. <laughs> Man, that's a very, okay, why? Because I, I read articles across the county, across the city, you know, things going on, you know, in elementary school districts, in Sweetwater High School, it blows my mind, bro. Like these school districts, some of my motherfuckers are wild, just the things that go on, you know? And I'm just like, oh man, that's a that's a whole different layer. It, I I equate it to being involved in politics. It's kind of on that same level. It's on the same path. You know, we've had guests in the past that you've introduced me to who were running for certain uh, right. positions within the school, like the school district and, and then city council. And I, I listened to both stories and I'm like, wow, that's similar. You know, that that's very similar. So no, right. thank you, sir. That just, it just seems like, no, seems I, too crazy. I understand. You and, were built for this. And a reoccurring theme in this podcast today is going to be that it is a wild time to be in politics specifically at the school board level. Mm. Like there's just a lot going on around the country yeah. where folks are just wiling out at these meetings. Let's so, talk about that. Let's talk about let's that. Talk about, what, what are the hot topics right now in the educational system as it relates through like the parents being involved and just everything, everything related to what we're talking about? Well, let, let's go back and let's, let's talk about the fact that I was appointed on August 25th. Right, it's a, okay. it's a while ago. There were 12 applicants and there was a four and a half, almost five hour process of interviews and then the whole deliberation by the four board, remaining board members. Um, and almost, They make the decision. Right. But that's an even number. It's an even number. So, so that, what happens? That's what makes it even more difficult. Yeah. You literally have to go three to one instead of going three to two. So like, yeah, it's, it's a tougher process, right? And um, immediately after I was appointed, my very first meeting- the whole room was filled and there were like 30 comments and, and some of them, some of them were addressed to me. Um, some of them were about the hot topics that are going on in the country right now. Right. And that's masking, that's vaccinations. And, and then there's this boogeyman, there's this boogeyman of critical race theory mm. that you've probably yes, heard sir. just going on. Yeah. Right. I think there's a lot of uh, misconceptions about what that actually means, but we can talk about We can talk about that. I want to talk about okay. that, right? And so the comments were all over the mm -hmm. place. And as a board member, you're obviously looking for the comments that actually provide a solution, help you make sense out of the situation so that when it's your time to vote, you're making the best decision for kids. Was this meeting packed because of the recent like uh, filling of the void or just because there haven't really been any other meetings and people just had a lot of questions, a lot of things were going on. So it really wasn't specifically for you and the recently appointed. It was more so because there hadn't been any meetings recently or? I, there, was, there was definitely some concern about me being appointed. And, okay. and those concerns don't fall on deaf ears. I'm super humbled by the appointment. There were, a, like I said, there were 12 candidates and they were all awesome. And I felt like, 
like I said, honored to be chosen amongst those you 12. You should, man. Right, right. So so some of them were about the process and about me being appointed, you know? And and that happens in any time in politics when when you don't get chosen or your person doesn't get chosen, right? But then, but then the comments start to get conflated with all the other issues that people choose to latch onto because they're going to get press in the media. They're mm. going to get some headlines in the media or they're going to get more parents out there chirping about the same thing. Uh, but again, it just makes it very difficult to to find the solution in all of those comments. Um, so, so yeah, it was a little about me. It was a lot about other stuff that you see going on. As soon as you were appointed in August, bro, I was like, bro, let's get you on. That's yeah. awesome. This is exciting. Yeah. You know, you yeah. you you you're number five, el cinco. You know, like you you are now part of the the school board. Let's talk about what went on, what the process. But then when you're like, hey, bajale de huevo, pump the brakes, bro. Yeah, something happened, and I'm I'm not there yet. What happened? So again, there, there was a, there was a group, there was a group that was not, that was not satisfied with the process or my appointment. And so they decided to initiate a petition for a special election. Earlier, I told you that the board had a choice in filling that vacancy with either the appointment process or an election. An election. So they chose to start a, a petition, getting signatures to force the special election. Money, okay. money, money, money. And that was almost immediately after I got point, appointed. And so from there, they had 30 days to collect enough signatures in order to force that special election. The sad thing is, man, if they had succeeded, that election would have cost the district 1.5 to 2.5 million dollars. That's what I'm saying. Money, 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 taken money. Away, taken away from kids. Yeah. And so, and so uh, I just got the good news last week, official email letterhead from the San Diego County Office of Education. Uh, that those folks did not get enough signatures and that my appointment was effective. Look at you, bro. Yes, yes. Look at you. Bro. Yes, yes, y'all. Yeah, but let's let's pull back the curtain, fool. I get it. Congratulations. Uh-huh. You, you won. Uh-huh. But they, they put you on ice. They relaxed you. They say, yeah, 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 you win. But hold on. These people want to... Were these people going to raise a ruckus if somebody else was appointed the fifth seat? Was this just something that was going to happen or was it specifically because you were the fifth person? You, Cesar Fernandez, was the guy that was appointed that fifth seat. Now, the, the, and if you want to talk about this, I get it, but I'm mm -hmm. curious. No, I, I think that that's a, I think that's a good question. Um, it's, it's very tough for me to answer that. Okay. You know, and so that whole time that you really didn't hear from me was yeah. because I just wanted to keep my head up and make good decisions for kids. I didn't want to acknowledge, I didn't want to acknowledge that effort any more than it needed to be. Okay. Right? And so right now here in this interview with you, I'm going to tell you that, I'm going to tell you that, sure, there were some folks that were mad that it was me specifically, right? There are folks that will claim it was about the process. Mm -hmm. But if we take a look at the, if we take a look at the group that was doing this, it's a much larger effort across the state and the country to take out school board members that don't share their political values. Oh man, you didn't you didn't fit a specific mold, bro. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Wow. So what did they bring up on you, bro? What what was what was it the their their main sticking point? What were they trying to hang their hat on? Well, I mean, my 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 experience, my experience as a union leader, somebody who who values the voice of all employees obviously came into play, right? They they can't see myself as someone who has the ability to separate myself as a parent, as a teacher, and as a union leader, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So so there was that piece of it. 
And then there's just uh, my views as an educator, what I believe schools should be, right? Um, I believe that good teaching, what we call pedagogy, it comes from a place of joy. Like kids need to feel joy to be on a campus. I taught the toughest subject, one of the toughest subjects there is, mathematics. And because the way I deal with it produces that kind of joy in kids, they just wanted to learn. Bro, I don't understand mathematics anymore, bro. <laughs> I used to I used to love math, arithmetic, mm. todo el pelo, bro. It was about it. I'm, I, I, you know, I'm a numbers guy. Like I can, you know, scrum diddly umptious you like all the numbers and whatever it takes. But then I started doing homework with my fourth grader and I'm like, he's drawing little sticks and he's drawing like little circles and grouping things. And yeah. I was like, what's going on here, bro? Yeah, yeah. What is, what is, what, what is this math called? It's called mental math. Yeah, I went mental looking at this math, bro. It, it was difficult to comprehend, but he it. seems to get it. And that's all I care yeah. about. It's like, it doesn't matter if I understand it. I get it, but it's math that you do mentally. Mm. Do you ever, when you're doing math, do you ever break out a paper? and, and start? Hamas, bro. Never, you know? <laughs> it's all up here, yeah. right? And so you kind of group the numbers so that they make a bigger, larger, easier group to deal with. That's what they're teaching your kid, okay? And so I see, I see all the ways working together. So I taught my kid the algorithm where they line up the the ones and the tens and the hundreds yeah. and do it. But I saw him doing what your kids are doing too, which is grouping the numbers together in larger, easier groups. And so I see it all. And, and, and again, people will latch on to stuff they don't understand and make it seem like it's really bad, but it's like, no, 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 it's all part of a system of learning. It's not really gonna confuse your kids the way you think it is. Bro, so, I would be a horrible teacher. Yeah. Daddy, why? What's six plus six? Twelve. Why? <laughs> because it is, right? Because it is. <laughs> Not because there's two fives and two ones, right? No, because it's twelve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got you. I got you. And so, anyways, so, so I think I kind of answered your question about about why they started this process on me. You weren't the guy that they they, they wanted there. You weren't the person. You weren't the candidate that the larger mass. The powers that be wanted representing the fifth seat. No, there were definitely a few of those folks. Uh -huh. But but when I started to look at the the larger group that was going out and and collecting signatures for this process, there were folks there that, that aren't even from our community. Yeah. Right? There, there's folks that were calling on people from up north to come and make speeches about masking, about vaccination. Yeah. Like, what, what does so that was have, an agenda. Like, what does that have to do with my appointment? It was a whole agenda. It was a whole agenda. And it will continue to be. Okay. Like school board meetings are the wildest place to be right now. I Wild. don't doubt it, bro. I don't doubt it because ultimately it's their, their chill, our children that are going to be subjected to these policies, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And and I get it, but what we, we have to understand, what I understand, what I, what I always view things through is why, why are we doing this for the betterment of this, for safety, for health purposes? All right, cool. You know what? Let's do what we got to do to get these kids back in school and try to function on a quote unquote more normal level, mm -hmm. you know? Cause I mean, for us, the distance learning was, it was, it was tough. Mm -hmm. You know, my, my fourth, my fourth grader, he got it. He quick, independent learner. Yeah. He's very self-motivated. He can get it. I don't, I don't have to worry about him, but my kindergartner came back to school a second grader, you know that? And that's a, for us, I, the more I take a step back, I'm like, that's a huge jump. Like he was a kindergartner. He was learning about shapes and colors and, and, and numbers and this, that, and the other. He came back in second grade trying to read. He came back in second grade, you know, like trying to do comprehension, mm -hmm. you know, trying to break mm -hmm. word problems down. And I'm like, all right, cool. So now we're in the position. And this is what I like about, about the school that we're in. You know, the school that we're in, we have direct uh, uh, relationship with all of the people involved helping my children. 
you know, whether it's a speech therapist, whether it's his teacher, whether it's a, 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 a what is it, the, the principal or a school psychologist or, or whatever, you know, all of these people, all of these services, all of these resources yeah. are there for us to take advantage. Yeah. And, and now we don't even need to be meeting them in person. Like wifey and I had a meeting uh, last week with, uh, with one of the school teachers, you know, we went back and forth and boom, okay, this is what he needs to do. Yeah. He's doing good here. Let's work on this. Let's set this goal. This is a new program. We offer somebody that will be able to actually help in this specific area, a new role, a new position that was allocated to our school. Your son will great, greatly benefit. And we're like, cool. Like, this is awesome. That made me happy, you know? Okay. But it's like, how was it before? You know, as I, I, that's why I feel, <laughs> yeah, like, I, like I, this should have always been like this. I'm just, I'm just happy that I'm, I have my wife that is super duper involved and me that is like doing my best to make time to be more involved. So you being in that fifth seat means a lot to me in the positive way. You know, <laughs> you won't see me trying out there like Gardner's uh, signatures or whatever to not let you be in that seat. For me, it's like, all right, you know what? I know how you get down. Yeah. I know you have children. I know you have uh, our children's best interest in your play Yeah, because you have children in the same position. I, I really appreciate you saying that. And, um, I appreciate everybody who who stood by me and, you know, texting or calling or coming by during the whole process. Like, um, it, 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 it's a trip because my circle actually got smaller. As it should. But I but I gained some peace. Mm-hmm. And, and, Isn't that and, weird? Like, and like I heard in the song, that's a fair trade. Homie. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it's a fair trade. <laughs> <laughs> that's something. Yeah. You know, I, I, I had people that claimed to call me friend mm-hmm. and, and they were a part of this process. And it's, it was just an eye opener, you know, like, wow. Like you, folks didn't even want to give me a chance to lead. They know the work that I've done in schools. They know what I'm about with kids, but didn't want to give me the chance to not lead. Enough. At, at not enough, not enough Caesar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's crazy, man. Yeah, so it, it, it was, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. It was a tough process. It was, it was very humbling, mm. but again- I don't um, doubt it. <laughs> but, but again, man, the, the, the honor to be in this position working for, for students, uh, it's it's the biggest honor of all for me in, in, in all my hats that I've worn. And so keep my head up, make the right decisions, listen to, listen to folks, right? Listen to parents, teachers, students. I think that's, I think that's something that more school, school board members need to do all over is, is listen to students and um, we'll be in a better place. How long is this term for the uh, fifth seat? So it's short. Yeah, it's short. It's um, it's only till the November election in 2022. And next, will you year. be throwing your hat in there again? Absolutely, one hundred percent. What is the average uh, term for this this position? It's it's four years. Four years. Yeah, there's no average. Yeah. It's four years. Oh, it's just know. that it's just that the gentleman before me decided to step down, and so that's why it opened up to be like a year. How long have you had your eye on a position like this? Is this something that you've wanted to do for a minute or you just, it was a kind of a circumstance, somebody stepped down and you're like, you know what, I can do that. No, definitely, um, definitely circumstance. But it's the fact that I'm never really complacent being in one educational space for for a long time. Um, I taught middle school for seven years. Buddy pulled me over to this district. I've never looked back since because I love this community. Um, I spent another 13 years at Otay Ranch High School. That's a long time. Um, but but even the last four years at Otay Ranch, I was letting my principal know, Yo, I want a different space. I want to go work on the west side. Okay. I want to see what that's like. And then a position opened up for after school programs. And I said, perfect. Because I'm always trying to see education from different angles, right? Always trying to see kids learning, teachers teaching, staff doing their thing from different angles. That's a valuable service. And so after school programs is a valuable service. I mean, we are, we're on the, for you, it's stretch and dash, yeah. right? <laughs> but check this out, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But people on the West side, and I can only 
make this comment because this is where I'm from and this is the community I'm from. Uh-huh. People got to work. Yeah. You know, people yeah. work longer hours. We're, we're, we're trying to, you know, make ends meet. We're trying to make it happen. And, and what does that mean? Not everybody has a family that is there to pick up junior and bring junior home and help him with his homework or this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need that six to six, you know, that's right. that sometimes you need that, that service where your kids go there and hang out in a controlled environment where they're comfortable and, you know, it's with their peers and people that, you know, I think those kinds of programs and services, bro, those are at the top tier. Cause I mean, those, you, you guys are helping on a much different level, yeah. you know? So how long were you there? I could do like, I could do like five hours on after school programs. I'm still there now. Okay. Oh, I, so yeah, I still do after school programs for Sweetwater District. Cuando duermes, boy. Damn. And so you're right. We call it expanded learning instead of after school, right? Because we're truly expanding the school day. Um, you know, if a kid doesn't get exposed to to robotics or coding during the school day, we can provide it in after school. And a lot, yeah. of t- a lot of times we do. If a student's family doesn't have the means or the time to put them in, say, uh, baseball, travel baseball. Guess what? Middle school athletic league. We give them the uniforms. We give them the coaches. Like we let them play. And so we take that school day and we expand it before and after school, and we give them learning opportunities. You know what I mean? For extended learning, is there a separate budget that goes with this, or is it all coming from the same pot? You know, that goes into education system, or do you guys have to do some sort of like petitioning to garner more funding? Aparte de lo normal. Absolutely more, absolutely applying for more funding from the state and from the feds. And so the elementary and middle school grant comes from the state mm-hmm. and you have to apply for it. And it's super competitive. You have to have a high free and reduced uh, lunch rate uh, percentage at your school in order to get it. And then for the high schools, it's a federal grant called assets. And so, um, no, it's absolutely a grant process, highly competitive and then there's so much compliance that goes along with it. You can't just be throwing money around no, buying no. random stuff. Yeah. And so um so that's heavily regulated. Heavily regulated. Because oh. they want to make sure you're not misusing the money. Yeah, no, but they want to make sure that you're not using that after school money for stuff that should be going on in the school day that the district should be paying for anyways. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Does that happen? Absolutely. Oh, it's called man. it's called supplanting. And um when they catch you doing it, what happens? You gotta pay that money back. Oh, pues claro. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds good. So, anyways, the spot opens up for the board. And there I am like, wow, here's another opportunity for me to see education from a different, really yeah, different yeah. angle. Perspectives. And do good things for kids, right? Um, teaching, obviously you're directly affecting kids. Um, um, when I was an IA or custodian, affecting kids. Union work affects kids. It's kind of more by proxy though. Yeah. And, and obviously it's really about valuing um, employees' voice and, and, and their work. Um, but board member, I'm, I'm definitely here to see like, what's the immediate good that I can do for kids. This whole process, man, like you said, it was very humbling. You try to keep your nose clean and just kind of like, you know, stay out, stay out of the public eye. You have a podcast. You have a podcast called the educated guest, man. I listened to a lot of the episodes and you haven't done, you haven't even done a podcast in a while. You haven't done an episode in a while. So this was like something that you were like, legit, I can't, I'm not doing anything. I'm just laying low. I was spending a lot of time um, working on on my platform and my priorities for being a school board member. There's that other side of it too, where once you become once you become an elected official, people are going to look for anything they can uh, and to try to turn it around and attack you. And so, folks were going through my social media. Oof. I know I know this for a fact because there were comments made at a school board meeting. 
Um, and I'm almost positive that- He enjoys burritos with rice. Yeah. Oh, blasphemies, taco uh, daqui. <laughs> Pineapples on pizza. Whoa, and, and hey, so, hey, never, hey, never I went, I went there, yeah, I went there. Never do that. And so I, I only assumed that they were going through my podcast, listening for any kind of questionable content, right? And, and what's crazy is my listenership spiked. Yeah, well, duh. Yeah, right. Hey, I should have <laughs> monetized it like immediately, right there, bro. Boom. Like, hey, you want the content? You're going to pay for it. Get it. Get it. <laughs> I should have done that immediately. And so from here on out, I'm going to be like on Luminary. You know what I mean? You're going to have to pay $2.99. $2.99 an episode, bro. <laughs> and it's going to be raw, but oh, you're going to have to pay man. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll be doing an episode soon. Got a buddy of mine who also um, is now seeing education from a different angle. He's an assistant superintendent at a uh, large secondary district. And I want to do an episode with him where we talk about the changes that we're going through. And so that will be the next episode. Um, but I'm going to get back on that horse, fam. For real. You got a lot on your plate, man. I do. Children. I do, married. I do. But, but being on the mic, recording, uh, mm -hmm. that's like it's cathartic, bro. I know. I know the feeling, bro. I know Besides. the feeling. We're both very busy people, you know? We're, we surround ourselves with busy people. I don't know. I don't want to self-diagnose HD, like ADD or uh -huh. ADHD and stuff like that. Uh -huh. But I feel I can't stand still. I can't stay still too long, you know? Okay. We just came back from like two-week vacation. I loved it. It was a great time to just kind of disconnect. And I did as much as I could disconnecting. You know, it's hard. I, I'm, I'm always on top. I feel like nobody can do what I do better than what than me. You know, yeah. so I'm always like checking in what's going on here, what's going on there. Doo -doo -doo -doo. But it was nice to just kind of like, oh, absolutely two weeks not do anything. Absolutely. But then when I came back now, it's like, woo, 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 let's go, let's go. I'm doing way more podcasts. I'm doing, we're doing way more events here at the brewery. You know, my partner at the Elwood, he, he, he just had a baby. So it's like, I'm, I'm going to be way more like involved there and doing what he does. So it's, that's my, that's my cup of tea, bro. I, I, I need to say that. My, my, you know, like my timeline gets in. Bro, we just got a puppy for the kids. So that's gonna, that's just another variable in the equation of my life, bro. You threw a puppy I'm in the mix, I'm bro? I'm ignorant, bro. Hey, how many kids you have? I, I have three little boys, okay. nine, seven, and okay. four. Okay. Yeah. You posted a picture and there are four kids in there, but I think my, you said something my, about yeah, primos. My, my nephew. They're all little primos. Yeah, my, my, I made him my, my godson. They're the parents, my sister and my brother-in-law. And they all go to CVSD or what? The little one just turned a year like a week ago, bro. <laughs> no, uh, they all they all go to Kellogg. Uh, my son, he's in uh, the pre, he's in the preschool. I, I forget what the name of the preschool department at Kellogg is called. And then I have the second grader uh -huh. and then I have the fourth grader, you know? Nice. And they're all different. Well, you, know, you have kids, different personalities, different mindset, different approaches to situations, you know? Knock on wood, haven't had to deal too much with like school bullying, you know? That's always been a concern of mine. Having my kids be able to defend themselves and defend others when mm. needed, which is a main, main reason in getting them into jujitsu and, and having them be more um, self-aware, having them be more confident. Cause as yeah. soon as I put them in jujitsu, wifey and I noticed a major difference from being like little introverts, like, Oh, hey, don't talk to me until, and then now it's like, boom, they're out there. They're just, <laughs> there's like, hi, I'm, my name is, my name is Sonny. Hi, my name's Jackson. You know? So I think that's awesome. I just want that to parlay over to relationships at school. So they're still little. I love, I love the, I love the school that they go to. I love the teachers that are there. I know the teachers, yeah. bro. You know, yeah. I never thought I would be a parent, one, a parent of like kids at, at a school where I know this, the teachers. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I can so be why did you choose Kellogg? I'm so interested. Uh, Kellogg for us. Well, I, I forget what the name of the school is that we are. Rosebank. Thank you very much. Rosebank. And my suegra lives off of uh, wherever the street is over there to where Kellogg is at. She lives a couple of blocks away. Okay. So in a pinch, 
she would be able to help us out and pick them up. Perfect. There it you is. Know? So that's the main reason for us, just Absolutely. as a safety net. Conven- wifey went there. Convenience. Yeah. Wifey, and, wh- and wifey went there. Wifey went there. I her sister that. and her brother went there. I love that. All of her fucking cousins, they all went to Kellogg. Okay. You know? So your swagger has had that house for a, a hot minute. Evers. Okay. Evers. Yeah. I, I, I was uh, raising Bonita. What's up, haters? I was, <laughs> I was raising Bonita. So I was, I'm a product of Tiffany. I wanted to take them to Tiffany, but it just doesn't make sense. We might be moving back to the to Bonita eventually because our, our, I love our house. Okay. I love where we live. Okay. But I have three little monsters that are growing every fucking day, bro. They eat so much. Uh-huh. During the pandemic, man, we spent so much money on food and everything that now that we went that they're back in school is like they get it's another topic. They get breakfast, bro. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that the, mm-hmm. our our school offers them breakfast. Obviously, they get their their lunches as well. So it's like now all of a sudden, all the money we spent at Costco like on a weekly basis dwindle down it's still a lot of money we, we, when you go to costco bro i have a little game i play with wifey over under you know and it's like shit all right all of a sudden post pandemic quote unquote kids are back in school it's definitely under now yeah you know yeah so these kids you know they get fed and they and, and, and everything is over there which brings me to the next point i keep reading articles of places around the country uh-huh where certain community leaders or 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 parents or people involved in the in, in decision making process are anti-kids getting free meals at school. Yeah, I can't believe that. Why? Where where does that come from? How how does that idea birth? What is their 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 reasoning for that? I don't know. And, and they're probably pro-life folks, but oh, of course. they're just not yeah. pro pro after you're born. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Just up until that point. And, and I think they're part of the handout, you know, no trophies for everybody. They're part of that whole community there and pull yourself up by your bootstrap mentality oh guess what man not everyone wears boots you know so for me when i hear stuff like that i'm weird i'm not political you know i'm just your average little dude i'm your average little mexican dad you know married and have kids Mm -hmm. i don't view things through that scope i view things as like all right that's awesome this school is offering a service where kids who may not have that privilege at home of you know having a, a meal having the time where somebody can prepare a meal for them. Yeah. Guess what? Yeah. The school will take care of it. I just don't see where somebody would be like, no, we don't want that. Yeah. Well, while that position obviously doesn't resonate with me, um, there's those people are out there and, you know, they send their kids to our schools. So the tough part is listening to all these different viewpoints. And while you may disagree, you're still listening for the solution in there. Right. Every now and then, whether you disagree with these folks or not, they're going to drop a kernel of knowledge that you're just going to be like, you know what? I'm going to take that with me. That might work, right? You can't shut off people just because you disagree with them on this one Mm -hmm. issue. You know what I mean? Um, A wise person once told me that that politics is the art of eating shit without making a face. And so- (laughs) That's an art, my friend. (laughs) As a school board member, as a school board member, I, I take in these views, even if I disagree with them. I keep a straight face and I keep it all business because again, in there somewhere could be a solution Something. to a problem, right? Yeah. And I think that for this community here, especially Chula Vista, um, we, we we showed during during the pandemic that that we can get through this together, right? And now that we're coming out of it, things are getting ugly. Uh, it's my job and other elected officials job to to keep us together, to keep everybody who has a stake in this community to try to unify them, try to find the solutions that work for for most people, and so it's a tough job, man. But, I don't tell but it. again, I'm I'm up for it. I'm up for. It. I'm ready to go. K 
it, but you have the experience. You definitely have the personality. You know, you, you, you're one of those guys that, like you said, you, you don't show your hand. You got you had a good poker face. I've yet to play cards with you because it just time hasn't allowed it. Yeah, I'm gonna stop inviting you, bro. Bro, you, you invite have, me you when I'm out of town. Up, oh my god, <laughs> bro, I was out of town. And Jesus don't come Christ. over. Don't come over and say I only play hold'em. We play dealer's choice. Yeah, yeah, dealer's choice. Folks have their own little wacky little games. Do you ever get? Do you guys play a game called baseball? Come on, man. I don't know, bro. I mean, you know, I got Baseball's my home. Baseball's like, so 2001, bro. bro. That's a lot, that's probably the last time I played, you know? I used mm-hmm. to have a poker night. We used to host a poker night at the pad, you know? Mm-hmm. I've had this pad since before I was married. I oh. know that was the first pad where I was a bachelor pad. Though. We used to have yeah. poker nights yeah. and everything, man. It's been a while, man. I don't know if you know I have kids now. <laughs> what other hot button topics are going on? In the, in the school world, in the education system. So what you're seeing around the country, yes. not just in nope. California, mm-hmm. not just in Chula Vista, uh, you're seeing folks latch on to the concept of critical race theory. Thank you. Oh, fuck. Because um, they believe that it's being taught in schools. And, and there's, really, there's really no proof of that. Uh, what there is proof of, though, is that there's a ton of educators that want to make history uh um more inclusive um they want to get more they want to get different viewpoints in there different stories right um they want to tell they want to tell the history of the folks who have been omitted from history for centuries so you're telling me the books that i read in my earlier youth the uh the the school books the textbooks that were provided to me in the early years of 1990s well i could tell it to you but i think you know it are inaccurate I, 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 yeah, I am. I'm telling you that, although I think you're being facetious and you already know. It was told to me from a different point of view that really doesn't yeah. coincide with the reality. Yeah. Isn't that crazy, bro? The older I got and I realized that I was like, Jesus Christ, bro. You shouldn't have to go to college to read people's history of the United States by Howard Zinn, right? Or indigenous people's history of the United States by Roxanne Dunbar Ortiz. You shouldn't have to go to college just to be exposed um, to, to those narratives, right? To that kind of history. Um, there was a book that when I was in college came out called Lies My Teacher Told Me. Mm. It's a big book. That's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking huge book, bro. <laughs> Way to lighten it up. And, and, and so again, like with critical race theory, that's actually like a legal theory that's been around for decades um, that, that this country's legal system is set up in a racist manner and has been. Um, but that's that's like a legal theoretical framework and folks are trying to attach it to changes that educators want to make in how we give history to kids, okay? Yeah. It ain't the same thing. But somewhere in between, somewhere in between that extreme and the reality, there's a conversation to be had. There's something to be said. And there's yeah. a conversation that that people are, are, are avoiding and I don't really know why. Because especially when it comes to history, without conflict- there's really no learning to be gained, right? If I give you something that's like all pretty yeah. and shiny, yeah. you're just going to accept it and eat it up and keep it moving. You're going to memorize it and you're going to answer it on the test, right? And you're going to regurgitate it 20, 25, 30 years later and be like, no, nah, man, this is what it's about. Right. This is what it is. Right. If I'm left-handed, I shouldn't be forced to learn to throw right-handed. Mm. You know, and that's kind of what, when I, when I've read these texts and when I've seen the, like the, the arguments being presented, like, okay, that's kind of what's being brought up, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you, this is what you need to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's not true. No, no, no. Oh. Focus on this, focus on this, focus on this. This is, this is the, the value point of the history of our country. Right. Is, and I understand. 
you know, I understand why, why we were forced to, to learn these things. But now that I'm older, I'm like, well, why can't we have everything? Right, right. And so, and so it, what's crazy at the school board meetings though is just, you got the, you got the anti-maskers. They're a movement and they're around. And a lot of the people from, I don't know, up north, out east, they come to our school board meetings, even though they don't have kids here, it's part of their movement. The anti-vaxxers, same thing. And now it's these critical race theory folks, right? But guess what? If you look at the Venn diagram of those folks, it's actually more like a circle, bro. Is You know what I mean? I don't like, doubt it. Yeah. There's an agenda, bro. And, and again, a lot of these people are not actually from our community, nor do they have kids in our community. They got something to push. Okay. But since, since it's a thing and it's like, okay, let's have the conversation, right? I invite you, any parent, any, any staff member, anyone, let's have the conversation, right? Because like I said, there's, what, there's the perception of what is going on and there's the reality of what's happening in the schools. Let's meet and have a conversation about that. Because in all the years that I've been around schools, um, this is the first time I've heard critical race theory. It's just not happening. But again, changes to how we deliver history that is a discussion. That is, that yeah. is a discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Damn, anti-vaxxers in our, in our school district. How do you guys, how do you guys diffuse that conversation? Because it, it seems that all of these, all of these conversations, topics of, of, of debate escalate and all end up in the same pool. That Venn diagram turns into a circle mm-hmm. always. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. You know, how, what training, obviously your experience, but how do you guys approach when somebody comes in there and says, you know what? Anti-vax or anti-mask. We've had vaccination regulations to get our kids into school right. in the past. Right. So why now all of a sudden, is it a lack of, I don't know, uh, research on behalf of people who are coming up? Is it a lack of wanting? Is it just somebody who was like, I'm pushing this. I don't want my kid to take this vaccine and come to school. Obviously, the, the vaccines currently available are for 12 and up. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll soon be, yeah. it'll soon be uh, for like, I think two to 12 or something like that. It'll, it'll soon be available for the younger kids. And then that's yeah. going to be a whole different battle, bro. No, I mean, it's not going to be a whole different battle because there's going to be, there's going to be, um, there's going to be a mandate from the state uh-huh. that just passes down to school districts. Um, there's always the larger school districts uh, like LA Unified and San Diego Unified, they make the strong move first yeah. and then the dominoes happen mm-hmm. in other districts like like the ones we have here in Chula Vista. And so um, it's coming soon. It's coming soon. It's happened and, in LA already, correct? Or, yeah. yeah. And, and, and it is tough to diffuse because I've lost some friends over this, right? I've tried the hard way. I've tried the, no, you're not doing this and you're not researching for real. I've tried that, bro. It doesn't work, you nope. know? Never will. No. And um, you can't change an ideal. I had a friend of ours. Mm, oh, shit. We're not going to name, Ooh. right? Beautiful person. Um, say to me, you know, hey, I- I'm worried about the mandates because I'm not ready to get vaccinated. I might have to make a change in careers. Um, but Caesar, I-, I really look to you for an honest discussion about this. I know I can talk to you about mm-hmm. it. And my honest response was, of course we can talk about it. Of course we can talk about it. If you want to tell me that you're healthy and this is your body and your choice, I respect that, okay? Now that choice, of course, is not free from consequence when you're going to go and work 
with a bunch of individuals, whether they're adults and kids. And since I'm a teacher and I'm a school board member, we're talking about, you know, hundreds of kids at the same time and a hundred adults at the same time. You're not only responsible for yourself, but you're responsible for the health, their health too, you know? So I said, our conversation is open and it's honest, but it can only, and it can only happen to an extent, my friend. Um, if you tell me it's your body, your choice, I respect that. If you start to tell me things like uh, the vaccine was rushed or I don't trust it, um, or if you tell me that you think COVID is fake, then our discussion is over because I'm not willing to go through what I've been going through for the past two years, losing friends. I'm just going to stop the conversation and we're yeah. just going to move on, fam. It's uh, a hard conversation to have. Ultimately, my response is it's a very generic blanket statement, bro. Do what's best for your family. Right. But at the same time, the way I'm not going to try to influence and change your mind, let me do what's best for my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. it, bro. I feel like for us, that's been working. You know, we, we, we've got some family, you know, that were hesitant and then argue over everything. Some friends in the same way. People I know, acquaintances, not necessarily friends, actually, more so acquaintances. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, brother, do what's good for your family. If you've done, if you feel like you've done all the research needed to, to keep your family in a safe place and you feel like, that's what, do it, man. I'm not going to change your mind. I agree. Yeah, do you, bro. But don't worry what I do then. If, right. if I choose to vaccinate myself, if my wife does that thing too, and, and our children, and we follow suit in that way, and we and we wear a mask when needed, and this, oh, it's just the flu. Oh, and but you guys, the vaccinated people are still infecting. Hey, I told you, you do what's best for you, bro. Don't judge what I do. Right. You know, like, let me do what's best for my family. I'm raising my family, not you. Mm-hmm. I raise my family with actions, not with your opinion, mm-hmm. you know? And then I feel like that seems to chill everyone out, but still, bro, you know, when those conversations start, it's like, an, there's an agenda, bro. Somebody wants to get their point across and they can't wait. I saw this on Facebook. I can't wait to drop this hand. Bah! You know, and I was like, <laughs> shit, I can't have those conversations, man. They're, they're just too crazy. People get too heated and I really don't care yeah. about what your opinion and that, because it doesn't affect the way I'm going to raise my family. Yeah, yeah. And and as a school board member, it it is going to be, tough because you know like i said the crowds are going to be there yeah. and they're the wildest they've ever you ready been. bro you ready ab- for that? i'm absolutely ready i'm Oof. absolutely ready when's the next meeting uh the next meeting is coming up october the 15th i believe all right all right okay and they move from school to school or is there a general uh, space is there is there like a, a a center is there a place where the school board meets no, no. So, so there's just one place, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, the district office. District is, office is where they have the um, the school board meetings. Always the same place. The one on J Street. The one on J Street. All right, yeah, cool. Can't yeah. wait. I'll bring my picket signs. Don't pelo, you know. <laughs> I'll be having a keg outside of the, the offices. I'll be just donating beer. Like, hey guys, come on, let's get bring heated. The one, bring the big one with my face on it. <laughs> <now. laughs> yeah, let's get let's get lubricated so so we can be ready and go in there and just you know, ah, vámonos. <laughs> Man, people wild then, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I almost, I almost, I'm almost tempted to go to one of these school board meetings and yeah. just be a fly on the wall, maybe with a camera and just kind of be watching and seeing what's going on, bro. Like, damn. You know what, bro? If you went there dressed up like in a full costume, like let's say you went in one of those inflatable dragon costumes or uh-huh. something, nobody would look at you twice. That's how crazy it is there. In serio? Yeah, yeah. You would sit down there in your little dragon costume and folks would just be like, meh. He's here to speak. Par for the course. <laughs> That's nuts, man. And even after all of this, you're ready. You want it. This is what you wanted. I do, man, because because teaching students, education, it's it's my lifelong work, man. It's my passion. What does wifey say? Um, you know what? Wifey supports me 100%. And she knows how 
she knows how humbling this whole process has been. And so, um, like I told you last week, we got the official news that um, the petition didn't have enough signatures and that my appointment was effective. And, you know, she just, she broke down. Yeah. Like I, I was at work and she was at work and, and we were both on a break and she happened to call me and she just started crying. And I was in my office and I'm just like, and there's people around me. I'm like, you need to stop. <laughs> like, I'm going to start crying right here with you. Stop crying. Stop crying. We're going to celebrate when I get home. We're gonna, I got to call Steve. We got to get this on the podcast. <laughs> we got to get on there. I got to make some reservations. This is Benihana. Oof. And then I'm going to uh, call my boy Steve up. That, I remember you. You were there last week, huh? Yeah. Oh, a few days ago, actually. Yeah, good for you, man. This is, this is big. Yeah. This yeah, is big. Yeah. This is a goal. Where do you go from here? From school board, obviously, you're going to go and try to uh, run for the actual election. Yep. Four-year term. Four-year term. After that, what's the goal? What's the next step for you? What What, what is the, the, the fucking the top, the peak of the mountain for you? You know, so so who, I'll say who knows, but at the same time, at the same time, um, you know, right around the time where that four years would be up, there might be an opening for my district and city council. Uh-huh. So Chula Vista City Council. Um, Damn, weenie, you're trying, just, to, you're trying to parlay this into politics. I like, I, you know what? Um, I, I like my representative there now. I mean, my councilwoman there now, um, Andrea Cardenas. And so she'll rock two terms. She's in one right now. She'll go two terms. And like I said, right around that time that I finish up my four years, there might be an opening. Bow it now. And if, and if everything's went well, I mean, I, I don't have a problem trying to lead this city from the city council level because I love it in Chula Vista fam. Well, duh, man. No, there's no duh. I'm not from here, right? Yeah, but I tell the story that my wife and I got together and she's like, I want to get out of here because because nobody ever leaves Chula Vista. And I go, wait you say a like it's a bad thing. I go, wait a minute. <laughs> I go, I just got here and this is a good place to raise kids. Like where I grew up in City Heights, like I don't really want to raise kids. Would you go there, Hoover? Right? I did. I went to San Diego High. Okay. My mom wanted Cavers. me to go there for the International Baccalaureate program, but I Hoover was my home my home school. Yeah. That an IB program at, at City there at San Diego. At San Diego. Oh, nice. Absolutely. Very nice. Absolutely. Okay. If I'm taking kids to high school, because mm-hmm. you have that Sweetwater High I do. School, there's like the do. background. Yeah. What Where am I taking them? What What do you recommend? You know what? I'm going to tell you like this though. Um, every school has their awesome, awesome faculty members, period. And so my extensive knowledge, I could help you navigate any school nice. that you send your kids. I want to take them okay. to Benita. I want to take them back to the to, to where I went to school. So my oldest son goes to Benita. Oh, nice. Because I do, I do like the experience at Benita. You feel like a family when you step on that campus. Okay. Like you feel that barren pride. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think that the principal there is an amazing leader, a man that looks at, um, he looks at data, but he also looks at what's going on in the heart of the community. And so he makes his decisions based on both of those. Um, and then there's just awesome staff members there, man. So, so my, my kid goes to Benita. Um, a lot of people send their, their kids to Eastlake. I know Olympian has a very strong history of just academic rigor. Um, my people's at Otay Ranch. I could help you na- navigate that to to get yourself some a really good program going on for your kid. Um, hey, and you can't go wrong with the old school Sweetwater yeah. High School, man. I'll pass on that one. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man, because we live right here in the middle. So it, it could be like Chula Vista High. Yeah. It could be Hilltop yeah. High. It uh-huh. could be Hilltop Middle. It could be Chula Vista Middle. Uh-huh. You know, but it, as, as the kids get bigger, I told wife, he said, we're going to have to probably go back to Benita. 
I was like, you know, well, there's a house there that, that you know, is ready for us if we have to go back and Benita Middle. I, I will give Benita a shout high. out for junior high. I will, uh, middle school. <laughs> I'm showing my age there. But what for, is junior high, sir? What is that? What is, <laughs> seven, eight, nine. What do you mean? You got ninth graders at junior high? Isn't that crazy? When you, when you reflect school? on that, bro, having a ninth grader with like first year, post year elementary school students, bro, that's crazy. Big old dude. Yeah, bro. Okay, what's going on here, Caesar? It's like, hey, sir, I just, I just came back from sixth grade camp. You got a shower camp. when you yeah. come back in for a PE, you're like this little twerp. Yeah, oh, I remember man. that. I remember that. But if I'm going to give a shout out to a middle school um, that I work with, that'd be Chula Vista Middle School. Okay. Um, you know, it might be it might be considered a tough school to go to. But I guess back though, what what as it relates to what uh, as it re, as it relates to leadership and, okay. and faculty, teachers, administrators, but also they they have one of the best after school programs that we have. I would put this after school program up against any in the county, bro. Okay, not just Chula Vista, mm. the county, as far as experiences that they offer kids. You know what I like about them is that they come to the brewery. All of Chula. <laughs> Those guys come over here and they hang out, you know, and they complain about all the damn kids and the parents, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they, you know, they reflect on their day. They talk about their lesson plans. The, I know, I know. The diplomatic way of saying it. <laughs> You're in a safe place when you come to Three Punk. Have a beer. We have, we have teacher specials, bro. No, you don't. Yeah, we do. Never offered me one. You, when, when's the last time you were a teacher? That's what I thought. Uh, what do you what mean? I, I am a teacher. I'm what's called a teacher on special assignment. Mm-hmm. See, that's special forces guy over no, here. No, that's bro. what they're called. Teacher on special assignment. TOSA is what they call it. It's the crazy. The, the, the intricacies and the hierarchy and just the way everything breaks down in the educational system. Like I said, man. I only know now because my kids go to school, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I only know now because of the relationships I've developed of the people I know now. Mm-hmm. I, I I get all the, I get all the, all the, all the cheese, man. And, and I don't know anything about it. I'm like, oh, fuck, that's crazy. Oh, how do you, how do you deal with that? How do you put up with that? It's like, no, man, it's like this. And it's like that. I'm like, that's nuts. So it's no surprise that you want to parlay this into politics. I feel like this is a great place to cut your teeth, you know, in, in the school board system or just being involved in the union aspect yeah. of school to put it on over into city policy. Hey man, if anyone, you know, I like you, I'll, I'll help you with whatever we can. Turns out we're really good at raising money. Turns out. Turns out, you know, who, who would have thunk it, you know, but we're, it turns out we, we, we're pretty good. I'm not going to mention names, but people reach out to us now, bro. People reach okay. out to me and be like, Hey, you know what? Such and such is running for such and such. Yeah. I'd like you to like set up a, a, a found, uh, what's a fundraiser yeah, yeah, with yeah. your peoples and everything that you're a part of. I think it would be a great oh, asset. I already, to- heard, I already heard the mayor <laughs> reached out to you to do an interview with some uh, why, candidate. Why, yeah. Why, why, why are you airing that when, laundry, when, bro? When's that dropping? Bro, I don't know. I'm that's not, that, that ball is not in my court, you uh-huh. know, or in my side. Uh-huh. What's the phrase? What the ball is not in my hands. The ball is, the ball is, the ball is in, not in my court. Okay. The ball is not yeah. in my court, bro. Yeah. You know, I'm just, Hey, I'm just, I'm just a, a little business owner who, who has a mic. And now all of a sudden people want to, I got to say something, come through, let me know. Yeah. That's because that's what it's come down to. You are a prime example. You yeah. know, Hey man, everything went through. I'm getting, let, let's get a podcast going. I got some stuff to say. Let's talk about this. Like, bro, yeah. tell me when. Like, that's what people tell me now. Like, I need, I, I have something to push. I want to talk about my business. I want to talk about what it, I went through. I was like, bro, come on in. Yeah. I'm all ears. Yeah. I'm just, I'm learning. Every person that comes in, I look forward to it. I've done three podcasts today, bro. Really? Three podcasts dang, today. You know, dang. I spent all day here at the brewery. I jump back and forth into the brewery and the bar, but I spent most of my day down here. Mm-hmm. I go upstairs, you know, hey, what's going on? Blah, 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 blah. I love listening to people's stories. Yeah. You know, and I and, and I know if I if I find it entertaining, bro, I know there's gotta be somebody else that's gonna find it entertaining. And I feel that's why our thing here is working. You know, it's cause we we're not here to debate what you're going through. Mm-hmm. We're not here to debate 
like your beliefs. I'm here to listen. Like, oh shit, that's cool. Yeah. Tell me about how you started your business. Tell me about the the obstacles you face. Ooh, what do you think? Like in your city, what can we change? Uh, to, 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 you know, create a streamlined version of opening a business, right. you know, just kind of like picking ideas. I don't know what I'm going to do with this data. I'm one day, I know what I'm going to do with it for my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, when I pass or things, you know, whatever happens, there's a, a whole library of shit of me talking to people yeah. and my kids can be like, Oh, you know what? Daddy was kind of funny. He's a jackass. But he was, he was, he's kind of funny. Oh, he was like that. That's what he liked. And, and that's how it is on the educated guests, right? Is that the, the beauty of a podcast is actually getting somebody's story out of them. Yeah. Right. And then you can start to pick at what it is they do best right now in their career, what their goals are, ask them a tough questions. But the story, story is the beautiful. Yeah. Thing. Right. Everything comes out through the story. Yeah. You know, the topics that are going to get covered, bro, I never come in with an agenda. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, well, what do you do? You have the mayor coming in. How are you going to approach that? Oh, what are you going to do? You have this uh, famous musician that's coming in. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm, I'm approaching it just out of, uh, of a point of inquisitiveness. Like, yeah. hey, man, tell me about this. Right. And right. then, oh, really? And then what happened? How did you handle that? That's crazy. And then we just, by the end of the time, I'm usually like become friends or acquaintances with the person that I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's, I feel like that's what's grown our network is just talking to so, bro, I've done like over 250 episodes now. Just of re- meeting new people and, and talking to new people. And that helps. And sometimes it doesn't help. Yeah, you know, right. I don't have aspirations of going into politics. That's not my game. You know, I have aspirations of, you know, running our businesses, maybe maybe finding new businesses, maybe it's doing something else, you know, it's just fun for me, man. So that when I listen to your podcast, it's the same thing. Yeah. Obviously yours is more curtailed to the education, Correct. the system of the education. That's awesome. Cause I have kids now. Mm-hmm. I have kids that are going to go through that. And I'm like, oh, let's hear this episode, this, that, and the other with this person. Don Dumas, a good dude. Nice. I was oh, with him last night. Yeah. Man. He's yeah. a good dude, man. He's, he's ridden bikes with us. Dude. He's he ridden was- bikes with us. Yeah. 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 You should get him on the podcast. One day I've tried. Yeah, he's, a, he's a busy guy. He's a busy guy. He's um, a very busy guy. He's now a board member at Southwestern College. Did, did you know that? I did not. Did I? Maybe. He I was, follow him on Twitter. He was appointed also, but mm. his process was a little bit easier. Jeez, bro. What did you do, Cabron? <laughs> look at you. I didn't man. do anything. But well, look, I, hey, I didn't do nothing, but check this out. As we're wrapping up, right? Oh, we are? I, I, got, I got pages. Uh, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> whatever you want. Um, as uh, I just... I want to give a shout out to my kids' school, right? Mm. Um, when I did the when I did the interview process, I told stories about my kids and their experience in CVESD schools, and I didn't want to mention names because I just felt it was inappropriate. If I felt it was probably like a little too much, a little extra, mm. but I could do it now on the podcast, mm. right? I Plus, told, if people want to know, they can find out. I told a story about a social worker at my son's school who's really played an important part in his experience dealing with his grief after he lost his grandma, my, my suegra, to COVID. And it's a, it's a brother by the name of Mr. Gino. That's all I know. I've talked to him once on the phone, but my son speaks very highly of how he has counseled him and worked with him and kept him as a part of the school community. Like when, he, when my son would regress and just not want to be a part of stuff, Mr. Gino was there. That's, that's, that's what kids need nowadays. And as a board member, I want to make sure that that kind of person is at every single school right now. Um, my son's had two amazing teachers that I want to shout out, um, during, during the pandemic when it was all online, uh, teacher by the name of, uh, Miss Kauk, super dope. Like she kept my son interested. She was a fantastic teacher, even though we were all online. Tough task, tough, tough task in distance learning, bro. Tough, tough. Um, and then, um, currently he has a teacher named Miss Regoza, who we also had in second grade. 
And she's one of those teachers that you can just see that she pours all of her love into her teaching in her classroom. And she was the first teacher that my son had that I said, she's special. Like she is an amazing teacher. So I want to give a shout out to those three folks also under the leadership of their principal, Ms. Conkley. This doesn't happen without, um, this doesn't happen without good leadership, recognizing good teaching, you know what I'm saying? And, and putting that in the forefront. And so I want to give a shout out to my peeps at Rice Elementary. See, helping my son, dude. It's it's been tough for him. He's had a lot of grief. We've all had a lot of grief losing my my swag. But but he's he's tan and he doesn't know how to deal with it necessarily. The processing is not there yet. It's hard for it's hard for adults, bro. I'm 42 and I have a hard time processing certain things. Imagine a 10 year old. They're not equipped. So these people spend eight plus hours with my kid a day. And they've, they've been there for him. So that's something that needs to be shouted out. That's crazy, bro. That's awesome. You yeah. know what I mean? I know the teachers that my kids have. Yeah. For me, that's an accomplishment. You know, it's like, I want to be way more involved with, with, with what goes on. And I have been more so now with pan- the, when the pandemic hit, it's like, boom, all right now, now I see who your teacher is. I'm in school with you. Yeah. Like I see You're what's in the going on. Yeah. I'm in the classroom with you. Sometimes walking in the background with a towel on. Oh shit. Oh. You know, whatever. Like I'm there <laughs> in class. Then <laughs> I mean, one time on accident, I almost was like, <laughs> but it's crazy. Cause now you get to see, you know, you get, you get to see the interaction. And now that they're back in school, you know, it's like my oldest, my fourth grader, he tells me about his teacher, you know? And he told me his teacher is like, oh fuck, I know that teacher. Like mm. I see him here, mm. you know? Like I see mm. him in the streets on Third Avenue and and just like, I, I know him and his family, you know? So for me, it's awesome. It's mm-hmm. Like, oh shit. And my son doesn't know that I have that relationship with mm-hmm. his teacher, but my son just speaks nothing but praise for Mr. Anderson, bro. And I'm that's like, dope. and I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. Nah, All right. Dope. You know what I mean? And my other kids are still younger. So it, it, it's a harder like conversation to have. My kid is nine years old. So it's like, Hey daddy, you know what? My teacher, da, 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 da. And it made me feel awesome. Yeah. He does this. Yeah. He does that for me. Oh, and my Mr. Anderson, this and Mr. Anderson. Then I'm like, All right, cool. All right. As a, <laughs> that makes me happy. You know, I feel like it, it's working for us. Yeah. Thank you. So my, so my son got in his first fight this year. Oof, right. I'm, I'm going to put quote unquote fight because I don't really think it was that bad, uh-huh. you know? Um, and it all stems from r- rough play at recess time. They always get a soccer game going mm-hmm. and my son's always right there in the mix, right? And so I get a call like at work, you know, 10 a.m. or Not 10 a.m., more like noonish. I was just calling you because, you know, Tavi got an altercation with another student. You know, it's all because uh, they play soccer and they play very fast. They they play very aggressive. And, um, you know, he got knocked down. Another kid hit him and uh, he's okay. And then the woman tells me, you know, Mr. Fernandez, your son is one of the most athletic kids we have on this campus. That's and awesome. of all the things I heard in that conversation, most athletic. <laughs> I did the fist bump, but yes, yes bro. <laughs> what were they fighting about? Honestly, I think they're just playing hard yeah. soccer, man. I just think they're bodying up on each other. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, right, bro. It's probably, well, your daddy can't get elected into this position. <laughs> <laughs> my son, my, my, youngest, awesome. my youngest is extremely, extremely athletic. He That's loves, cool, He man. loves baseball. Obviously, he likes soccer a lot, but he loves baseball. He balls out. Um, the man took his birthday money and he spent it on a, um, cu- a custom mm. pro glove. 
Perdón. A hundred and eighty dollar. Yeah. Glove. Those are huge now, bro. Those forty. Going, those going on forty four yeah, pro. Yeah, gloves. bro. The forty four pro is going online, designing it. I was like, I kind of want to make me an evil brown glove, bro. <laughs> he got the stitching on uh -huh. him and everything. Those he are chose cool. the colors that he likes. That's awesome. He's a Tatis fan. So Where does he play? Pink on there. You know what? I'm gonna. That's right. I'm gonna shout out my organization, uh, Green Sox. They're from Chula Vista, bro. Okay. They're over there by. I think it's a Foreign Legion on Fifth Avenue. Okay. Heading towards the Walmart, those pony fields right mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. That's their home base. Okay. What's the name of the league? We're called the Green Sox. That's the name of the team. The team. Better. What league do they no, play? It's, it's travel ball. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying it's to get my ball. kids into playing, man. So, when the pandemic hit, we pulled them out of everything. My, kid, my kids, but yeah, he plays at CVA. That's so yeah, that, American yeah. right there at Hilltop uh -huh. Hill. And so, yeah, when, when little leagues in season, that's where he'll play. But out of season, he's going to do travel ball with the Green Sox. God, not the dude. Oh, he's 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 balling. Trying bro. to be that momager over here. I see you, bro. I, I see you. Nana just bought him the sliding mitt because he wanted the sliding mitt, bro. It's glad, bro. Tatis has one. You know? You know what I mean? Hey, Son Kim has one, bro. Why, why wouldn't he want one? Where they're like rolling the Velcro back and forth yeah, once they yeah, get on yeah, base. Yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, that's, that's my guy. Hey, they're products of what they see, man. <laughs> they're products of what they see. Look at us. We sound like some old ass parents, bro, just getting hype over my kids. Yeah, for sure. Wow. You're going to see a happy guy. In after tomorrow, we're going to pick up the puppy, bring it home, and these kids are going to go bananas, bro. Yeah. And then wifey's already, I don't know why you're doing it. It's a lot of responsibility. We already got too many things going on. Now you want to bring a puppy by your dad. He's going to keep you up. You got to get to work at 2.30 in the morning, and you're going to me, 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 me. I was like, hey, I got this. What'd you name him? <laughs> There's a couple of names in the mix, bro. Oh. So it's a little French. It's a little French, for a French uh, bulldog. And um, he's a short little guy. He was brown. And, and uh, I didn't know the uh, history of a French bulldog until like maybe- a year or so ago when I sat down with wifey and we re we started like the conversations, like, you know what? Our kids are getting bigger. Mm -hmm. You know, we always said when the kids are no longer like in diapers and they, they know how to clean up after themselves, then we can sit down and talk about the, the realistic uh, idea of getting a puppy for us, right. for the family. So we got there through the pandemic and here we are. And I've done my research and I knew what I wanted. I always told wife, I said, you know, a little French bulldog. You know, I, I get it. They, they have some health issues with the breathing and this, that, and the other, but I think they're cool. They're energetic and they're hyper and this and that and the other. Um, no, they're not. They're lazy as fuck. Uh, I, I, I got one. You dumb fool. I, I got one. They're lazy. Nah, bro. Read a book, they're lazy, bro. They're lazy and they're not that smart. Read a book. Yes, that's and, all. <laughs> and I'm not sure if the history's correct, but they were they were bred to keep the the women in the factories company while the men were away at like World War One or some shit like that. Well, these are genetically engineered dogs. You they know, it's are. not a legit breed. The only thing I read about them that's negative is just that, yeah, their 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 lung capacity, their nose, uh, the passageway in their nose is very narrow, uh -huh. and it causes things. Bro, they're hyper. This little puppy they brought him over yeah two days ago, and he's been he was running around in the, in the yard, and the kids were all as hype. A, as a puppy, they will be. Yeah, and you know what? As a you know, I'm cool with it, bro. Whatever. The, I want my children to learn responsibility, looking after something, taking care of something else. My kids are very taken care of. It's going to be easier to take care of your kids than it is going to be to take care of this Frenchie. Let me tell you that. Go ahead. <laughs> but because by the time wifey listens to this, too late. They have like they have like uh, different kind of like allergies to food. Grain and is the they, one I heard that's yeah, big. Yeah, but then like you're going to hear chicken. But then at the same time, um, my doctor, my my vet in in Tijuana says, no, you know what? Feed him raw chicken and he won't be gnawing at his skin anymore. He won't be gnawing at his paws. And sure enough, he did stop. But you're literally feeding your dog raw chicken every day. You got to go to the store. Go ahead. If you got to buy it boneless or you got to debone it, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And you got to feed him raw chicken. All right. 
it got old after a while, bro. I'm just like, let me go back to the the fancy stuff that I was buying at like IB Pet or whatever. You okay. Know? So they they have some allergies going on. Like, I'm like getting I, the dog, bro. They're super needy. Yeah, I yeah I saw that. Like watch in a in a little while after the it stops being a puppy and it starts mm-hmm. becoming more of like a teen. Stare right in your eyes and just not move, bro. That dog will just be fixated on you or whatever kid it latches onto or your wife and just be like. I think that's going to be great for them, man. I, you know, it will. I think that's going to be great for the boys just no, no. to have that little companion. I want them, you know, it's a great learning experience for them and for all of us. So my little guy, he's a, he's a reverse brindle. Uh-huh. And when he was a baby, his face looked like Yoda. So his name's Yoda. His name's Yoda? His name's Yoda. Our, our little one, he's small. He's the brunt of the, uh, of the, the, the little, uh, the brothers and the sisters. Uh, I like the name Stout. Okay. You know, he's short, you know, you get a little- What color is he though? A little brown, little brown doggy, you know? Call him, so I, I was thinking- What do you mean, brown like chocolate or brown like brindle or brown brindle. like- Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, like a, yeah. So it's like- More black than brown? More brown than black. Okay, so that is definitely a brown. Yeah. And then um, I like the name Stout. I was like, oh, you know what? This kind of fits with our lifestyle and everything we're about, you know, name mm-hmm. Stout. Mm-hmm. But Valentina Lizalde is also on the table, bro. I want to name him Valentina Elizalde, bro. He's like, hey, Valentina Elizalde, gallito de oro, venga pa' acá, cabrón. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. You ain't down for that. Yoda. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's too many syllables. It's too <laughs> many Valentina Elizalde. That's a lot, bro. <laughs> I, I think a dog's name should be two syllables. Stout. So that you could discern its name from like a command. Stout. Like, well, like, but 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 what if it's like, get out? Then the dog thinks that you're calling its name. Stout. You know what I'm saying? You're so negative today, bro. I'm not negative. Nope. I'm not. Just I'm just giving, freaking you, guy, I'm just giving you things to think about. But I'm glad you got a Frenchie. Yeah? Yeah. They're they're engineered, but what do you mean? Like, I mean, they're derivatives of the English bulldog. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's... I don't know, man. I did I did my research. We I take it very seriously. I know we're taking on a, on a large responsibility, mm-hmm. but I ultimately feel that the reward of what my children are going to gain from having a puppy and, and having to look after it and take care of it. And I, th- I think it's greater than the output that we're going to have to put forth. Mm-hmm. I'm all, I'm here for all the work, bro. Yeah. You know, like wife is like, well, you're going to have to do this. I say, like, we're going to have to do it. But if I have to do it, I'll do it. You know, it's like, we got this. Yeah. I said, yeah. we raised three kids. Don't be scared. I have a little puppy here. She is. So are you in the chicken and rice phase? Is that where you're at with feeding the dog right now? I don't know, man. He, the the uh, the breeder gave us a list of what the the dog can have oh, and so what you they paid good money, yeah, and then what yeah. we can have. Why? Why? Wait, would you fucking steal one or what'd you do, bro? Shit. You know what? I didn't want to pay the big money, so um, I didn't go with one that had papers. No. Nah, Chivato. bought it from a lady in Lakeside. Damn, you better hope that your haters aren't listening because they're going to call somebody, bro. They're going to call you up. Oh, he's got an illegal dog. <laughs> <laughs> este pinche perro no tiene papeles. Oh, you don't have to have AKC for your dog to be legal. I paid for that dog. That's my she, dog. Homie. Yeah, this has got AKC papers. And the breeder was like, yeah, man, when you want to put him out the stud, like, let us know. We'll get you a buyers for their, the pubs. I was like, damn, that's a whole thing? They're like, yep. yeah, man, this, yep. the world of the of the French Bulldogs is is a huge network and it's vast. And this, he said, don't be surprised when you guys get his parvo shots and everything. Like, don't be surprised if you go to the park and people come up on you and be like, where'd you get it? Yep. Where'd you get it? Yep. Let me know. I want to buy one. You know, so I'm like, oh shit, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Like, well, fine, we won't take him to a park. You can just hang out in the yard with us. Yep. My wife's cousin breeds um, muscular. Um, they're all gray. 
their their mouse colored um, Frenchies. Okay. And and I'm gonna shout out his IG Hustle Hard Bulls. Oh, that's him. Yeah, Hustle I, Hard. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those go for like yeah. I think they go for like close to fifteen, bro. I, I, I stupid I've been, money. I've been on that stupid page, money, bro. Yeah, and they're I, beautiful dogs. And I told my wife, I go, hey, your cousin said he'll give me the family price. Get another dog. And my wife said, if you get another dog, I'm gonna move out. Damn. <laughs> and, like, Damn and you were like, say less. <laughs> I'm buying two. Damn. What, what was the discount? What's the family discount? In the I family? didn't. I didn't ask. Yeah, I, did, I didn't even want to go there. No, I didn't ask. It, what if he told you four? He'd probably tell me four, but yeah. I'd have to like probably give him the pick of the litter for like two litters. You know what I'm saying? You okay with that? You ain't trying to make a living off of this dog. I am, and I, I take four all day. Yeah, all day. Oof. For those dogs, you've yeah. seen them. I, I was by They look. They come out yeah. of the womb looking like Swole. they've been lifting weights. Yeah. It's crazy. It's it's not they natural. Look, they, look, they look like the bulldog in Tom and Jerry. Oh, man. And that's it. I can talk to you all day, bro. All night. I can do this all day, all night, bro. All right, talk right. about music, talk about hip hop, fuck all of the things, bro. Yeah. What's going on in hip hop lately? Tell me. You, you're my hip hop plug. Oof. What, 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 what? I don't even want to say. Go ahead. Why? What happened? Um. Um. So first off, mm. I'm going to say that that, that new Drake album, and uh -huh. I'm not. A, I've never been a super Drake fan. That new Drake album's fire. Okay, it's been in rotation for, for like two weeks. Fire, fire. That I'm assuming that means awesome. That's awesome. Okay, go ahead. Um, I'm listening to something suggested by a friend, an artist out of the um, Dreamville camp, which is like J Cole stuff. Okay, Lute, L U T E. Listen to some Lute. I'm in. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, All yeah. right. Um, I did go to see Nas at the Rady Show. How was here. that? I've heard mixed reviews. What was your... I thought it was awesome. Okay. All right. All right. However... I heard the venue was amazing. The venue is awesome. Shoot. Anybody who can get out to see a concert at the Rady Show, you got to go do that. Oof. Right? What's, the, what, what's the nickname they gave it? It's just a shell, isn't the it? The shell. The shell. Is that what it's yeah, called? The yeah. shell. It yeah. looks beautiful, man. Yeah. But the thing is, is you don't even need a ticket because it's right there on the Seaport Village, uh -huh. uh, you know, the Embarcadero. You can go put a lawn chair right there on the Embarcadero. Post and up. you're just as good. You, they have screens. You can see what's going on. So anywho's, so I saw Nas. That was a that was a fantastic concert. He did Illmatic one through nine. Isn't that crazy with Jesus the with the orchestra, oh. and then he took a break and came back with the DJ Green Lantern and did like a bunch of his hits. Awesome concert. So that's that's my hip hop for reals, man. Um, what else? Nah, that's that's kind of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get lost in the trap music, man. I just like the stories they tell, and I, just, I like all the mumble shit. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's just I know it's very new, new school, new money shit. But I, I enjoy it, you know. Yeah. I, but me, it's very rare that I listen to new music. I got I, I get stuck in I get stuck in the nineties. I get stuck with Gangstar shit. You know, I get stuck with Immortal Technique. Those are the guys that I usually just go back to and keep listening to. Wasn't really a big Tupac fan. You know, wasn't really a big Biggie fan. Uh -huh. I was more of like a like a like a West Coast guy as it relates to like Warren G and Binchy, you know, Nate Dogg and, and Dre and stuff like that. That's yeah. that's kind of what I enjoyed. Yeah. Still do. And then um I mean not hip hop, but um reggae wise, let's see. Um my boy Big Daddy um, on November 13th is going to have something at the search bar. He's going to have Sister Nancy there. Sister Nancy. B-Side's going to open yeah. up for them. B-Side, man. They're, they're coming back hard they're coming and heavy. back, bro. They're doing this thing. But but then the Food's Gone Wild Go concert ahead. is also that night. Is it really? It is. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I was just talking to Casas about it today that it's coming to House of Blues. 
House of Fools. House of Fools, perdón. <laughs> oh, man, a ver si voy para allá. And I, and I got the backstage VIP to that. So. How'd you do that, fool? Look I, at you. I don't know. I just know a couple people that know Steve. Oh, yeah. Me. <laughs> oh, wait, no, what? <laughs> That'll be awesome, man. Good for you. Yeah. Good for yeah. you. And you know, speaking of Steve's, I like, uh, and reggae, I like Tribal Seeds. They're, okay. they're here from Chula Vista. Yes, they are. And I keep seeing that they're going to come back for like a New Year's show. Ah, fuck, I don't know. Casbah? No. It was a three three day show. For like New Year's Eve, New Year's or something like that. I'm going to try to go out to that. I'm vaccinated. Fucking wear 17 masks, whatever it takes. Oh, that's on New Year's though, right? I think okay. so. Yeah, I think so. No, that's how not, are you when you go to like concerts? Fun. Are you are you getting wifey comfortable going out or? That's how we dated. Yeah? Yeah. I, I think our first date was a Nas concert. House yeah, fool. But I'm talking about now pandemic style. Like you guys go comfortable going out and, and, and watching shows. Most of the venues are vaccinated only. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I've been to a couple since that happened. Yeah. So um, I went to go see Diggable Planets, and mm. it was downtown Damn. at um, the Music Box, I think. Okay. And that was that was vaccinated only. So, I mean, we're comfortable. You just kind of keep your distance. You know what I mean? Um, mask up if you're closest to other people, like in the restroom or something, or side by side. But now nah, we're comfortable. We went to uh, watch the Descendants and one of the homies. Man. Yeah. We went to go see the Descendants, TSOL and audio karate. And at the uh, performer's discretion, they were like, you know what? If you're not vaccinated, don't even come. I get it, man. These guys are older. You yeah. know, you got to remember the Descendants and then TSOL have been playing since the eighties, yep. late, late seventies. And they might've been 80s. 20 then. Yeah, bro. So they're they're, they're they in their sixties now, bro. And it's crazy. It's crazy. Like you watch these guys, uh, at least with the Descendants, that motherfucker, Milo, Milo Ackerman, like he went on stage and he did his thing and, and he was like very like, you know what, you need to have, this is the protocol that we're going to follow if, uh-huh. you're, if you're going to come to our show. Uh-huh. And you know, obviously there was people that were turned away with, oh, fuck that, I'm going to, cool, no, you know what, it's not, it's not a venue call. The artist said, this is what they want. And if you're not going to play by those rules, then you don't know how to come, bro. Even if it's a venue call, yeah. fam. Yeah. Your body, your choice. Yeah, but guess what? There's rules here. And if you ain't want to play with them, take your body and your choice somewhere else. Exactly. And then I saw a couple of those altercations there. We went in, you know, you're you're not masked in there, bro. Mm-mm. Like, and then this is a punk show. These are mm-hmm. punk shows. There's a big old mosh pit. Everyone's, you know, butts, nuts to butts. Like, ah, rah, rah. Uh, I, feel I was you. a little scared, but I made it out. Yeah. I made it out. You know, I, I feel like slowly... I've been going, I went to a wedding recently with wife. It was an outdoor wedding, but still yeah, you're out there, you're dancing, having a good time. I feel like now I feel more like comfortable and, and at ease and more yeah. more like, all right, cool. Things things are getting back to normal. Yeah, yeah. My wife's my wife's been struggling with that. Um, but but uh, we recently got out to a public event that nice. had a lot of people and, and she was fine with it. She took a test afterwards, you know, just to make sure, but- It's a new world, it's bro. It's part, part of her process. Yeah, you it's know a new I mean? world. Um, so yeah, no, we're getting back out there for sure. Hell yeah. Uh-huh, hey, uh-huh. I feel like we catch up when we're on here. We do. Yeah. We do. It's hard to get a hold of you. Me, you. Ben, and your mom lives like right down the block from me. <laughs> so I always see your little, your, your little mini truck out there, bro. Yeah. I always see you in the hood. And if I'm out there, I'll wave. And then sometimes I won't even have my phone. I come back and I'm like, hey fam, you at your house? I was like, fuck, I missed him. <laughs> the other day I needed like a hex screwdriver, bro. And I'm like, hey man, are you at your house? Yeah. And you then when I saw that, you're like, I was asleep. I, I was taking a nap. Then you have miss bro. And I, I get those, <laughs> hey, at 42, if I get a sneak and nap in, there's nothing better than t- going to sleep at two in the afternoon and waking up at five. You're like, oh shit, what happened? And oh. it was because I needed to get in the in the rear tail light of my of my ram and it only takes that hex and i was like dude i don't want to drive home for the hex screwdriver but anyways yeah man hard to get a hold of you 
but I'm glad we get this chance uh, to catch up. We're, we're, we're always good on, on text. You know, yes. I feel like me and the people that I really communicate with, we get through on text. You know? Aside from that, I, I don't really- 100, bro. My, my circle's, why was my circle small, bro? Hey. And I like it that way. Like I told you, my circle's even smaller now, Damn. but I gained some peace out of it. And with that, peace. Peace. <laughs>